What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football hosts, the diehards, Alex, the Marine, Ruiz, Matt, Fair, Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we are continuing on our off-season programming. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of uh, hot topics that are flying across the NFL world as uh, the owners' meetings are taking place. You got the GMs and the owners all uh, together. Obviously, rumors. It's it's a uh, it's rumor mill season, as they like to say. Lots of uh, discussions about nothing, basically. Something like that. Something like that. So we're going to get into a couple of uh, a couple of topics here, and uh, we'll get us primed up for what is going to be a pretty busy uh, draft segment of our uh, show the next few episodes once we get into these mock drafts and get into the draft strategy, and then we will do our one and only mock draft that we do, and then obviously our big predict-the-pick show. So let's get started as we do each and every night or every week with our drink of the night brought to you by String Sports Brewery. Uh, I went over to the gas station here in Greensboro, and I brought back a Miller High Life 30-ouncer. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> the big one. It is the big one. Hey, I, I, I'm not sure, but why, why, why didn't you hold out for the bigger one, bro? I don't know. I tried out for the big one. <laughs> that's, what I'm got, that's what I've got, though. I've got champagne of beer tonight. You're ridiculous. That's funny, though. I sure am. I can't completely. Uh... Well, there was a Sheets gas station like uh, two blocks down from my hotel. I was like, oh, they're going to have something. You weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. <laughs> you, got the... you made it count. Exactly. What do you guys got? Matt? I got myself a nice crisp Budweiser Zero. Staying tried, tried and true these days with the uh, consistency. There you go, Bud Zero. Alex, what about you? I am working on my second Angry Orchard. Second Angry Orchard. There we go. You don't spike them, do you? What's that? Do you ever spike them? No, there's nothing. There's no reason for me to put anything in them. Fair enough. All right, so we'll uh, we'll get started with the show. Happy uh, belated 10th birthday to Blake. He had a great birthday party at the playground over the weekend. Uh, Kids grow up too fast, so if you're a parent, that listens to this show, uh, make sure you tell your kids you love them every day because they grow up, and before you know it, they won't want to have anything to do with you. So let's get into the first topic of the night. Uh, it's going to be regarding what's been probably one of the bigger off-season topics of the show, but we got the bomb dropped yesterday via the Twitter world, and obviously we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the fact that he – requested a trade earlier in March. So, boys, the first question on the Lamar Jackson topic is, it's a two-part question, really, is part one, is he going to get traded? And part two, where do you think Lamar Jackson is playing quarterback this season? The Indianapolis Colts. All right, so Alex is going, yes, he's getting traded, and he's playing QB for the Colts. Matt, what do you say? Yeah, I'd probably have to actually agree with Alex for once. Um, 
I, I don't know that there's a way that the Ravens could really just they, – they can't sit on it because what are they going to do? Play yeah. yeah, Baltimore has played themselves – out of this equation, I they, feel like they, I don't really, I don't necessarily think they played themselves out. And, and the reason I say that is because Lamar has kind of stepped on their throat, right? At first, it was nobody knew he requested a trade. Uh, the news from inside the organization to the out was that they were working on a deal. No news of a trade ever broke. Lamar Jackson got tired of the negotiations and was negotiating with them as recently as last week from what we've been told. That's right. And decided to make it publicly known that he requested a trade from the organization back on the second before the, before the tag deadline even occurred. So um, this to me kind of removes all leverage at this point from any team making the offer sheet to Baltimore or Lamar Jackson because now they can just go, hey, what's it going to take to trade for him? And they're not going to get two first rounds for it anymore. Like, they've pretty much lost all leverage in the position. Lamar Jackson has made it known he no longer wants to play for the organization. He's given a farewell address on on Twitter to his fan base that he's just, he's done. He wants to be out. So, I, I think he removed all leverage Baltimore has. The only thing they have over him is the tag. And the guy can refuse to the guy can refuse to play, and that's going to be terrible for the organization if they do it. So I, I think the fire is kind of under Baltimore now because they're going to want to get a deal done, hopefully to get this year's first round from Indianapolis to get a quarterback to replace him because he's not playing for them. I mean, yeah, I, I I find it hard to believe he's going to play for the Ravens, but I suppose nothing is impossible. I mean, here's the only thing I'm going to say. I will actually support and root actively for the Baltimore Ravens if they literally sit and make Lamar either play or sit and don't trade him. I would respect the hell out of them for that. Now, it's stupid in their regard because you got well, Yeah, I mean, they're trying to win. They're trying to win, but I would respect the hell out of them just for that simple like point of just holding, holding it down. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it like this, though. And Alex just said it before, and we were talking about it um, in our chat. Um, so I apologize if I'm stepping on your toes here, but you're good. Colts are really the only team that, in my opinion, makes sense. Like I know we've seen some other things get tossed around. Like I know Miami's still in the mix for some reason at the low end of the totem pole of being an option. The Falcons, um, we've seen the Commanders, which I don't see that happening because um, who's got who's got the leverage or who's Commanders. Got, who's got, Commanders announced today at the NFL ownership meeting that they're not pursuing him. That is true. Did that, did that come out? They, okay. Although that, Vegas no, they, still they has Washington that they're not like pursuing him, they're they're moving 600. forward with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, but see, again, I'm going to pay attention to all those things too. Like they may say it, but Vegas ain't stupid. They're not going to have him with those kind of odds if there's not anything still there. Now, granted, I don't see them doing it. I don't think it makes sense for them personally. I really don't. Um, right now, the Vegas favorite is the Falcons, which I don't get. Please, somebody, am I missing something with Atlanta? So, that's that's another thing. Atlanta came out today during the NFL owners meeting and reiterated that Desmond Ritter is their quarterback and he will have to make a significant jump this year. So I, they're they're out on him as well. So then here's my here's the bigger question, and I hate to be this person, but here's the bigger question: Is anybody even going to trade for him? Well, I, that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing is Indianapolis is the only team that has made any mention in a 
slightly above neutral position in terms regarding Lamar Jackson. Every team at the NFL owners meeting today that was interviewed about him made it a point that they were not going to talk about any players not on their roster or that they were not going to be pursuing him at all. The only team to alter or deter from that narrative during the owners meeting today was the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Irsay and everybody else over there have basically come out and said, we are interested and we are going to give it a run as best as we can to get him to play for our team is essentially what they said. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it too, the, some of the biggest variables in being able to even make a trade is do you have the cap space and then do you have the assets and the Colts have the fourth pick in the draft. Now is that, you know, part of the trade package? I mean, you would think, do the Ravens want, you know, the Colts to trade from four to three so that way they can be guaranteed, you know, one of the three or four quarterbacks that they like to replace Lamar Jackson? I mean, there's there's a lot of questions that can be asked when it comes to the possibility of a trade. You know, a lot of the other teams that may be picking in the middle of the first round may not have the assets or the cap space to – come up with a trade scenario i mean there's just a lot that goes into a business you know finding a business partner with such a complex uh situation and you know there's also the part where maybe a team does step up and decides that they're going to put in an offer sheet for lamar jackson and do the negotiating for the ravens and then the ravens can say well all right, we're going to match that offer or we're not, and you're going to give us two first-round picks. And I I think part, one of the questions I have about the whole deal is, you know, a year ago you got all these teams interested in Deshaun Watson, and now you've got still plenty of teams who need a quarterback and nobody's interested in Lamar Jackson, it seems. I mean, there's got to be – at least 10 teams I could think of off the top of my head who they take Lamar Jackson over their their current quarterback situation might even be more than that if we're being honest but it's just just one of those very strange scenarios I don't think him representing himself has been uh the best uh thing for the situation either yeah I mean I'm not gonna I'm really not gonna I'm not going to touch on it way too much, right? Like we, everybody wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. I think everybody is kind of talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, Someone that I was talking to earlier today was trying to compare his situation um, to Josh Allen and how Josh Allen has made more money over his career, despite being in the same draft class. And while that is true, if, if you take into account the fact that, Lamar Jackson was drafted at 32 overall. Josh Allen was drafted at what eight overall? That, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, that so draft 12... class had Baker and Darnold and right. Rosen. Right. I so, mean, so there was a, there was a 12 million dollar gap in their rookie contract to begin with. Okay, right. Uh, then you take into account that Josh Allen made a skyrocketed jump in year two and has not looked back. Right. Um, and you go, you go and you go and compare their stat lines. I mean, it's. It's kind of obvious why. I mean, there, there's a seven-game difference between the two. Yeah, Josh Allen's four and four in the playoffs. 
Lamar Jackson's one and three. Um, but when you go and look at the totality of both of these players, right, Josh Allen only has seven more games played than Lamar Jackson. Out of that seven more games, Josh Allen has 6,200 more passing yards. He's got 37 more passing touchdowns. Right? He's yeah, I mean, averaging... the only difference, Allen's been the better quarterback. The only difference is Lamar's won an MVP. Right. He's averaging 50 more yards per game. And this is just through the air. Okay. And then you go and look at, you go and look at their, their playoff records, right? Lamar Jackson, one and three in the playoffs, 900 yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions. Then you go and look at Josh Allen, eight playoff games. He's four and four in the playoffs for 2,400 yards. He's got 17 touchdowns to four interceptions over those eight games. So I'm going to throw something in here as well, too, because I like where you're going with this. And I, have to add this in here. I don't know why you always forget about this aspect, like as if guys don't do this. And this actually helps Josh Allen's argument. Yeah, what do we all know that Lamar can do? He can run the ball, right? Yeah. Their running stats are almost identical. Realistically, Josh Allen all right, Josh Josh Allen's- Allen has more rushing touchdowns in he, his career than Lamar Jackson does. Eight touchdowns on just a little over 3,000 rushing yards. He's got more rushing touchdowns. He doesn't have as many rushing yards, but he has more rushing touchdowns in his career than Lamar Jackson does. I will happily take the – I just lost myself. Lamar has 24 touchdowns on 4,400 yards. Okay, that's fantastic. Guess what? You get a guy that's rushed for only – I know I say only as if it's not a large number, but realistically only 1,400 yards less. But it's also rushed for again a significant number more touchdowns. Right. And this guy, because I have in the past not always been the person who used this as leverage point. But I know four and four isn't amazing, but I'll certainly take four and four over one and three. So here and here's another I'll thing about that contract situation, right? They, yeah. Everybody's wanting to compare Lamar Jackson to Josh Allen. That's a terrible that, that's terrible that's for awful Lamar comp- Jackson, right? Josh Allen signed a a six-year, two hundred and what fifty-eight million dollar contract, and only got a hundred and fifty million dollars in guarantees. Yeah. With an out from with an out from Buffalo in twenty twenty-six. Right. Yep. They got Josh Allen for three more seasons. Right. So Josh Allen signed a deal two seasons ago, right? And now Lamar Jackson wants that same deal, despite having nowhere near the same results that Josh Allen has, and he's only ever had Stephon Diggs for the last two seasons. So you can't tell me it's because he had all these fucking star players. He didn't. No, right. He so didn't it's the same it. narrative with Lamar Jackson. He didn't have anybody to throw to. Motherfucker, you had Hollywood Brown who requested a trade. You had Hayden Hurst who requested a trade. You got Mark Andrews who's still there. I don't want to hear that. You didn't have targets. You couldn't find the targets. That was now, the problem. Right. Now, so arguably- you got Lamar Jackson who wants a two hundred and fifty plus million dollar deal well, on less years? He wants less years than the Josh Allen contract, but he wants it fully guaranteed. And the guy hasn't played a full season ever. He hasn't played. He sat out the last quarter, last the last what quarter of of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one, and the last third of twenty twenty two. You can't tell me you're going to pay somebody 250 plus million dollars guaranteed over a four year period 
with no void years, fully guaranteed, and they can't yeah, be on the field 16 games a year. Fuck I don't think that. he's getting fully guaranteed money at this he point. He ain't getting it ever, period. Well, no, no, I'm not no, no company will ever give another fully guaranteed deal. He can fuck right off with that. Well, no, yeah, but- I, I, don't, I don't think any of the owners are in this uh, fully guaranteed contract stuff anymore. No, when I read, I could have sworn I saw somewhere that Lamar has already said that he's willing to take a less – guaranteed was initially reported that he wanted at this point. Now, granted, it's because clearly he didn't get what he wanted, so he has to, but... Right. Nobody's... Well, any deal that he does sign, though, it's going to be a ton of upfront money. Oh, of course it is. Now, look, I know we're going to get into this territory as the next part of the conversation comes underway, or next topic comes underway, because I know it's going to happen, but look, that's fine and Danny that Lamar can run the way he does, but again, you're gonna have a quarterback that can't pass friggin' outside of numbers. Come on. Yeah, I mean eventually eventually all quarterbacks win by making plays in the passing game. That's that's what it comes uh, I could down. argue and I'm not knocking Lamar Jackson's talent. Like the guy clearly has talent. This one says it's Oh, he's time. an he's an excellent athlete. And if anybody oh, says that he's not, you're an idiot. Like he's an excellent athlete. He's got phenomenal speed he's got phenomenal strength and agility like nobody's gonna challenge his athleticism or what he can do on the field but here's again here's where that comparison that's what that is is like yes josh allen has to save his life to start his career but you saw potential in the throwing ability like you're like oh you know what though this kid with a little bit of help he's gonna be able to be a passer lamar i'm sorry look at him and go hmm you know what there's a future big cannon arm right there. No. Like, yes, yeah, that's. I mean, that's just not his game, though. I mean, he's going to be able to pass enough. I mean, but look, we've watched football. You know, we've seen him play plenty. We know that I being a pure pocket shred you, you know, passer is not, you know, his best game. I can't believe I'm going to have to use this guy as a reference because it's, like, nauseating, but I have to because it helps my argument. I mean, look. I can name a guy that's got a quote unquote similar athletic, you know, ability and is doing similar things, but is highly more efficient as a quarterback. And I'm saying that because it encompasses everything. What yes. are you doing? Jalen Hurts. Well, and I mean Hurts is Jalen Hurts is gonna be up for a contract after this year. Oh, he's as going well. To be, he's not gonna blow you away with his passing numbers. But as a total you're getting an actual full package because he can pass the ball and he can truly run. Like, Lamar can truly yep. run the ball, but can he really, truly pass it? I'm going to argue no. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's just not pure with it. So, But you bring up Jalen Hurts, which we teased this topic at the end of last week's show, and so now we're going to get right into it because this is nope. kind of a cause for concern, potentially, but we're going to do it anyway. So we're going to rank – our top five NFC quarterbacks as of right now. Now, obviously, this list could change before the season starts. This cha- this list could change at the end of the season. But as it stands here today, we're going to rank our top five NFC quarterbacks. Who do you boys got? All right. Are we going just listing our top five or are we going one at a time? Is there any cap- No, just list your you can do either five to one or one to five. All right. I guess I'll just I'll, – I'll take the, the, the plummet first. Sure. 
I ignored a certain person on this list because I don't think he's going to be playing for his team that he's currently on. So okay. I took so him I'm, out. I'm guessing you're going. You're talking about Rodgers. I, I took Rodgers out of this list. Now, granted, if he's if he's the Packer, he's number one. Oh, yeah, it don't matter if he's a Packer or a Jet. He's number one. Well, if it's NFC, because well, okay. we're only yeah. doing NFC. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I want to make an argument against it, but I can't. So, yeah. So, anyway, your list. Asterisk, no Aaron Rodgers, but potentially could be if he decides to stay. Not going to happen, but whatever. So, from five to one. From five to one. And I will have to make this one comment, and I promise I'll shut up. That's Man, fine. The quarterback list brutal in the NFC. Whew. All right. <laughs> well, that was kind of that was partially the point of the That's exercise. Kind of the I did leave somebody off this that I know I'm going to get shit for, and I really couldn't care less. Because well, that's fine. I think highly overrated, but whatever. So number Go five, we got Derek Carr. Number five, Derek Carr with the Saints. Okay. <laughs> number four. Don't care. I got Danny Dimes. All right, number four, Daniel Jones with the Giants. Let me, let, let me be. I got Jared Goff at three. Goff, number three with the Lions. We got Kirk Cousins at two. Cousins at two with the Vikings. And Hurts with the Eagles at one. All right, so there you go. So that's what he's got. He's got Hurts, one, Cousins, two, Goff, three, Jones, four, and Carr, five for the NFC quarterbacks alex what does your five look like i'm just i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little taken aback (laughs) i mean is it really yeah really there's only one person i left off this list let's be real okay well i mean whatever you want to say we're going five to five to five to you can go five to one or one to five however you want to do the list okay uh, me, man. Okay. All right. Um, at see, there's so there's so many though. Like, <laughs> I... bro, there. Come on. There's. It's a sad that I even have to put Derek Carr in this list, but like, come on. It's not even sad that you have to put him in here. All right. Um all right. I know I know what I know what I'm gonna I know what I'm gonna do. All right. Uh, at five, I'm gonna put Derek Carr. All right, five, Derek Carr. Okay. Um at four. I'm gonna put Brock Purdy. All right, Brock Purdy at four. At three, I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins. Captain Kirk at three, just all right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and right, this is a tough one. Because he's still on the team and hasn't been moved. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Rogers at two. All right. I think that's fair. That's definitely fair. And Jalen Hurts at one. All right. So you've got you've got Rodgers in there because he is technically still a Packer. He's but still, Matt, still did, NFC. Matt did say that he was 
That was his asterisk. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not taking him off because he he hasn't left yet. Yep. That I mean, is allowed. Slot in at number one for me and push everybody out, meaning Derek Carr doesn't get in. So whatever. Right. I put Derek Carr in. Yeah, Alex has got Carr at five. No, I know that. Okay. Who'd you have at three? Cousins? Uh what well, it was it was it was it was Carr. Now I got it all messed up because I was I was shooting from the hip, man. Well, be prepared, sir. <laughs> you had cousins at three. Cousins yeah. I got cousins at three. I got Carr at five, cousins at three uh at yeah, I got car at five. Purdy at four, cousins Purdy at, at four. Yeah, Purdy at four, cousins at three, and then Rogers, Rogers two and Hurts one. Now, now, if Rogers is not in the NFC, you can go ahead and shift everybody. Yep. And I don't know who five, if, I don't know who five would be at that point. I'm gonna two Purdy at three and Car at four. Are you outside your mind? No. Yeah, he said he would shift them all up and he would put a new person in at five. Yeah. You, please, dude, you cannot tell me that you golf has got to be floating around at five. Come on, dude. Nah, I'm not a fan of golf. What more do you want the kid to do? Got to do. It's not a kid anymore, but <laughs> no, because what's because what's going to happen? What's going to happen is Lamar is going to end up in Indianapolis. Ro- Rogers is going to end up at the Jets. So then Lamar is going to be my five. That doesn't affect your NFC ranking. Yeah, that's not NFC though. So oh, you got to you like ha- if if you take Rogers out of there, you got to plug in I a like new it. NFC just five. Off hater, but. Um, 4,400 yards and 29 touchdowns last year. You could go. Here's who you could go. You could go Stafford. You could no. go Prescott. Oh, no. you could go Mayfield. Um, you could go Geno Smith. You could go Daniel Jones. So, I, go, I mean, I put that's... Gino in at five. Huh? I put Geno in at five. Oh my god. Geno at five. Okay. All right, we're done talking. I'm done talking. You could be done. He had a better season than Jones, so I don't want to hear it. I- and he didn't, but I mean, dude. So I'm not putting Jones in the top five fucking NFC quarterbacks when Geno Smith is in the same category, and then everybody else I named is still in the same category who had better seasons than him. Okay. Hey, fair enough. Okay. So this is what I've this is what I came up with because it was like fucking pulling teeth without Novocaine. Yes. Uh so the same asterisk applies if uh Rogers is number one if he's a Packer, and obviously if he's not a Packer. He's not in this list, but for the sake of the list, knowing that the trade is inevitable, um, I went ahead and decided to do a Rogers list uh, top five. So no Rogers in it. And I'll go one to five. I've got Jalen Hurts one at the mountaintop. And I'll be honest with you. It is not close after Jalen, after Jalen Hurts. Number two, this one is, you know, definitely debatable. Um, but I think that um, he's been consistent enough, consistently good enough uh, that I actually put Captain Kirk at number two with the Vikings. That's fair. Uh, now I like Kirk Cousins, so I don't hate it. So number number three, I, this one was a this this is where it really started getting difficult. Three through five, but three, I went with a guy who has put up massive numbers in terms of yards and touchdowns because of the type of offense that they play in. But then 
when it comes down to the important games, shrivels up and disappears. Oh. Um, oh. And that's Dak Prescott. Oh. Now, Dak, if he has another year like he just did, I mean, he's he's going in the wrong direction. But I've got Dak at three. I really wanted Dak at five, but I just couldn't convince myself for these next two guys to be the third best quarterback in the conference already. Um, but for number four, uh, I actually have Geno Smith at four. I really hated that pick. Really hated it. Um, really? You put you put Geno at four? Oh. I, I put Geno at four, and then I've got Goff at five. The one-year one. I, I was considering Goff at three, but I need him to have another good year again with the Lions, and I think he's going to. Goff could very well be number two by the time the season is done. Um, Prescott could be out of there. You know, Carr, I, Carr I, I've seen enough of Derek Carr to where I feel like I, he's, he's not bad, but I, you just know what he is and what he isn't. Um, you know, he's at least been more consistent in fucking uh, one year wonder, Geno Smith. Yeah, he has. He definitely has been, but I'm going to give Geno a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's getting it figured out with all the pieces around him in Seattle. And honestly, if, if Jones can have another consistent year where he's protecting the ball and scoring touchdowns both ways, there's no reason why Jones is not going to be a top five in the conference at the end of this season. But the whole point of the exercise was to look at the NFC conference and just say to yourself, boy, there's a, there's an alpha dog and then there's everybody else right now. And the everybody else, those guys, some those guys need to step up. And so the part, the next part of this is who do you guys look at your list and say, this is the guy I think is going to take that next step and is going to close the gap. Not saying he's going to be on Jalen Hurts' level, but is going to be the clear number two QB. Who do you guys think it is? I legitimately think any one of my guys that are behind him could do it. Actually, yeah, I think your I think your best candidate for it is Goff. I mean, look, here's the look. I'm being simple, truthfully objective on this. I, I really am. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback, and I do think there's a wide margin. But I think the wide margin is only because we've seen him be successful in winning. Now, if well, I mean, he had some monster numbers, dude. He had over forty combined touchdowns. Again, hold on. Bear with me here. I know, I got you. Bear with me here. I don't think Hertz is going to have forty combined touchdowns every single season. He's going to be a huge threat both ways every single game and every single season. I think he's going to take a little tick down. Not much, though. But he might not have thirteen rushing touchdowns again. Like, that's kind of probably not going to happen. Yeah, but that's high. Yeah, probably. With 25 passing, 27 passing, so you get a total of, like, 36. Yeah, that's still a fucking great fucking year. That still puts him near – still puts him as a possible candidate number one. But off, I think you're going to see a different guy than we even saw last year. It's going to get even better. Cousins is going to still be Cousins and be consistently being able to put up numbers. I think – Quite frankly, if you get some consistency, I really, truly believe Daniel Jones is going to be in that conversation. 
because he is a guy that can then rush for the 700. He could rush for multiple touchdowns on the ground for the season. He can float near a 10, maybe, maybe seven, you know, somewhere in that range. And, you know, if they actually find a way to get the passing offense to actually function, there is zero reason that that kid cannot pass for 25, 28 touchdowns. I'm sorry. There's no reason. Now, again. Well, that would definitely be a career high. There's a there's an if, and I'm well aware of that. But yeah. I'm on my list going by, okay, what have I seen, and what do I think is still a ceiling? Yep, fair enough. That's Alex, what- who do you think on your list is the is your best bet to be the guy to take that step up? I think it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, he could. I mean, the guys that I have on my list are all high performing guys, right? So the only the only thing that you could see from any of them is a regression or them performing at the same level. Um, I think a regression is more likely than not for everybody on my list, except for Brock Purdy. I mean, for Christ's sake, San Francisco made all the right moves they needed to to move up and take Trey Lance, and now you have John Lynch coming out and saying that Brock Purdy is more than likely, it, depending on his recovery, not even about his talent, but depending on his recovery timetable, the guy that's going to take the very first snap for that team. Yeah, without even – Without throw for real for another six months. Without any evaluation, Brock Purdy is already leagues ahead to the point where they were comfortable enough letting Jimmy Garoppolo go in this offseason and sticking with who they have on their team, right? So they got Brock Purdy coming off of recovery for for surgery, right? Basically Tommy John. Uh, They got Trey Lance coming off of an injury that took him out the whole season. Yeah, that he recovered. Should be he should already be prepared. Like he should be good to go for OTAs. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then you've got friggin' Sam Darnold, right? Yeah, well, Don- Darnold's not seeing the field. Right. So I, I think Sam Darnold will be that third QB that they keep on roster, on the active roster all season long because of the troubles that they've had and will just be the non-activated QB in the event that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are going to go. But Brock yeah. Purdy is going to be that guy, and he's going to take – I mean, we already saw tremendous things from him in the time that he started. He's going to get better. Now, my question to, for you guys as this next part of the segment is, does Brock Purdy give you the – does he give you the Gardner Minshew feels where he's this low-round draft pick, there wasn't a lot of expectations, but he's had some exciting success in a very brief period, and now the franchise is – giving him a little bit more expectation, putting a little bit more responsibility on his shoulders. Do you see the, do you see the potential of a, a Gardner Minshew type of flame out with Purdy with Purdy? Absolutely not. This isn't me being a hater, dude. If I, he was I on another team possibly, but because he is in Kyle Shanahan's high powered offense, the guy came in and performed better than Jimmy G would, or they thought Jimmy G would, that they let Jimmy G continue to ride the bench until Purdy got injured. All right. So Alex and, says and no. Jimmy Garoppolo just got a starting contract for another team. So that should that should tell you all you need to know. Matt, what do you say? Oh, you know that I think John Lynch is a fucking idiot. <laughs> so you, what do you think, look, Matt? You think the- that there's a potential for it or no? I think the kid's got some talent. I'm not going to sit here and look at his numbers because I have them in front of me on purpose just so I can make sure I don't misstep on this. Look, the kid the kid was good. 
But you got to give me more than a five-game sample size at the end of the year where the teams are already fucking good, already poised to make a deep run. You got to give me from you got to give me from game one through the entire year. Now, am I saying he's going to be crappy? No, I think he's going to be good because that offense is just good. He's got to prove it to you, though. I mean, look, you're acting like he threw for 500 yards a game, threw for 25 touchdowns, and made it to the Super Bowl. The guy played five games and has one less touchdown than Daniel Jones. You can't. You, you I can't. Can, you I can't say anything about a quarterback. It's a, it's a fact. So if you, I can't say anything that, about a quarterback if, without if you, Daniel if Jones you extrapolate being brought up. Extrapolate that over the course of the season. I can't bring Brock it up. Purdy, okay, well, that's not how. Brock, that's not how it works. Brock that's, Purdy. That's not how, that's Brock not how Purdy, football works. Brock Purdy is looking at a 4,500 passing yard, 14 interception, and 36 touchdown minimum season, not counting what the kid was able to do on the ground. Which hey, please much. enlighten me. Please enlighten me when the last time a, a 49ers quarterback did that. Well, I mean, it's just not their scheme. It's not. It's not but, but my point is, in but five see, games. You want, no, no. But see, you're doing the same thing. No, I'm not. Matt, yeah, you're dude, talking about give you a whole season. I'm giving you a projected whole season. I'm giving you a projected whole season of what he would have done had he just started all freaking season long. Okay, you, that's the that is well, the he might get that chance this year. Third. Maybe he's getting that chance this year, and he's gonna go in his second season, his first full season starting. Motherfucking Brock Purdy, the man is going to throw for over four thousand yards. It's I gonna happen. And not only is Brock it gonna Purdy. happen, he's gonna throw for over thirty touchdowns. I can't wait for Brock Purdy to be nothing but an average quarterback. The 49ers are still going to be really good, and they're still going to be a threatening team. But I cannot wait for Brock Purdy to be nothing but a barely above average quarterback. And I and I can't wait to see you wear a Daniel Jones jersey for the next 10 years. He's going to be nothing more than what the 49ers have already had. You know why they went with Brock Purdy? Because he's not Trey Lance. And he's younger than Jimmy Garoppolo, and they see that he's going to just simply do the same thing he did. If, dude, you're you're really going to sit here and argue that Brock Purdy, because you're going to extrapolate stats. Mm-hmm. That's your argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, he also thinks he's going to progress if he comes back healthy. Look, Max. Tommy John is not the surgery it used to be, where you are like, you know, you have to be like. You know, so nervous to the point that a guy can't come back. There is not a single baseball. game he started where he had less but than two is, touchdowns. This isn't baseball. The throwing motion and what you have to endure is different. You're so right. Tommy John isn't great for a quarterback. No, he's it out. not, but he's going to come back better. Well, he's I mean, that back. remains to be seen, the, but the reason, you know, he's going to have a good getting, team. The reason Matt's getting any, so defensive about this is any other Brock Purdy definitely stands a chance at having a much fucking better season than Daniel Jones does, and he just got a four-year hundred. Have I ever season. said that I think Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback? No. Oh. Oh. Have I ever made the argument that Daniel Jones couldn't have a crap-ass year? He could absolutely stumble flat on his face. I he could. It's just now it's going to be magnified with the $40 million bucks. I'm just yep. making a simple point, and I'm just, I'm just stating – it doesn't always have to come back to Daniel Jones, and you can't just go, oh, he played five years on a team that was already making a – dude, what were they on? Like a 10-game winning streak? They won 13 in a row, Matt. They won 13 in a row. They were a loaded team. Come on. We all knew. They little Mr. Irrelevant in there. 
little golden boy that everybody's now obsessed with, like we always do. Yeah, and well, let's see what he does for a whole season. We'll see. More times than not, guys that are come out that hot, that quick, that are that liked by everybody. That's why I asked. Is, this, is it does he have the potential for a Gardner Minshew flame out? Nope. I don't think he's going to flame out as bad as Minshew because I think he actually truly does have more talent than Minshew did. Because um, I think he just has, he's just built better forward in position. Truthfully, that's what it comes All down right. to. Um, so then the next part, this is the last, uh, this is the last bit uh, for the show, this segment. So I'm going to give you guys a list of quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to tell me out of the list who you think is going to be the next quarterback to land a starting job in the NFL, okay? So here's the list. You got Jared Stidham. You got Trey Lance. You got Zach Wilson, okay? You've got Jameis Winston. You've got Andy Dalton. You writing writing this down? No. Well, all right, fine. (laughs) Anyway, so... Jared Stidham, <laughs> Trey Lance, oh Zach Wilson, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, okay, Mike White, and last okay. but not least, you guys, you guys are gonna like this one, Mitchell Trubisky. So, out of all of those quarterbacks on that list, these are all projected backups right now or free agents. Now, I could have made this list super long, you know, but I don't want to give you guys a million options. But out of that list, who do you think gets a starting quarterback job next? Go over the list one more time. Okay. It is. It is. Because that's a big – listen, there's a, there's a lot out there right now, so I want to know who we're specifically yeah. asking. So here's what we're looking at specific. Jared Stidham. Yep. Trey Lance. Zach Wilson. Jameis Winston. Andy Dalton. Mike White. You yes. had some on there, too. I had who? And Trubisky. Oh, yeah, and Trubisky. Seven – Mitch Trubisky, seven QBs. I made I made this list specific because I was like, God, even I don't even know. Um, I'll let Matt go first. I know what I want to say. All right. So you're saying who's going to get the next starting job or who's going to start a game? Because there's a difference. So it's going to be the next starting job. Now, okay, it can okay. It, it can come it can come anyway. It can come via an injury, via a trade, oh. or it can just be we're signing this uh, guy. No, 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 because that anything can happen. That's that doesn't Zach, count. Like that's Zach Wilson will be the starter if Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Like that doesn't yeah. make him right. So starter. I'm saying I'm saying specifically who's the next one to get a starting job? Go ahead, Matt. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> and I the, here's the list of the guys that I did not include. I did not include Sam Darnold. I did not include Kyle Trask. I did not include 
uh, P.J. Walker. I did not include uh, Jacoby Brissett. Who else did I not include? Uh, I'm looking at my list here. You know, honestly. I did not include Drew Locke. I left those guys off the list. Man. So here's after I after I looked at this and I was I mean thinking now, it starting over, job like where a guy's gonna end up landing at a different team and maybe competing to get the starting job. I chose Mike White. And I would say Mike White, maybe Stidham or even Trubisky. Um, those are the three easy options. Now, what you're asking though, you're almost asking like is you think the guy ahead of him gonna get hurt. No, no, no. I said, I said, this is specifically for who's going to most likely you think going to get a starting job. If we if we take out the uh, yeah. the variable of a guy getting hurt, well, in that case, then I would probably say Mike White. Even though that's who I went with. I went with Mike White. I know he just signed that you know deal with the Dolphins to basically be the backup, but. I mean, realistically, though, dude, he could either win the job technically if Tua starts sucking, A, B, gets hurt, and C, goes into next season. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and like I said, yeah. there's this list could have been much longer because I, I did not include guys like Taylor Heineke, Marcus Mariota, Drew Locke. Like, the list could have been forever long. I got an answer for you. Who you got then, Alex? Yeah, who do you got, Alex? The only logical. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here, here we go. Only logical. Yeah, okay. Answer to this question. Uh huh. Is Trey Lance? Oh my god. All right, so he's going Trey Lance. Yeah, because Brock Purdy gets hurt. Be- no, Brock Purdy's already hurt. His arm falls off. No, no, Brock Purdy. I think is Alex's hurt. reason is because Lance was the third overall pick, and we haven't right. seen so him play. Brock, Brock, Trey Lance has <laughs> more invested into him already. But I say this because, A, he knows that system already, and, B, we don't know the timetable for Brock Purdy's return. So it could very well get up to preseason games, and they're like, no, he's still not ready to play, and Trey Lance gets the starting job. He's not injured anymore. He's just not ready. So Trey Lance will get the nod. He'll beat him in in camp. Now, if you take (laughs) that one variable out, right, you take the one variable about Brock Purdy's recovery out of the equation – not a damn one of these quarterbacks that you just listed will get a starting <laughs> job anywhere in the fucking NFL next season. <laughs> Ain't happening. None of them are good. Yeah, well, that is part. That is part of the. That was part of the question. Is the fact that Hell there's no. there's all these journeyman quarterbacks, and are they NFC are any of them either good enough anymore? NFC quarterbacks outside of the top five we listed are ass baggery. The number six guys might peek in. But it's still ass baggery everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, there there is certainly a um, the AFC has the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Period. Well, yeah, that's we won't even debate that one. So the the point is though is that you've got this upper echelon, and then the middle of the pack is very thin, and I think then it goes very quickly to. Average at best, below average, and you know, just not starting caliber. Yeah, like I don't think I don't five. think the middle of the pack is a ve- is a very uh, a big group. You've got like your top five, right? And then you got like a six or like two guys, maybe three that could be sixes, right? Right there on the cusp of being a top five in their in their in their conference, right? 
Yeah. And then everybody else is just terrible. There's yeah. no like, oh, he's a top 10. In the... No, no, no. Sorry. We're going to go ahead and put an X in every other position behind that. Yeah, and definitely that's falls off like... a cliff. And part yeah. of that, I think, too, is because of a lot of the unknown. I mean, we don't know about Sam Howell in Washington. We don't know about Matt Corral in Carolina. You know, like there's a lot of unknown. Obviously, you got no idea what the situation is going to be out in Arizona with Kyler Murray's rehab from the ACL. We know what Colt McCoy isn't he isn't a starting quarterback so i mean there's a lot of unknown as well which he's also know. like 82 what's that colt mccoy's old as shit now oh yeah i mean he's yeah he's i don't he's even done. understand it like dude sometimes i forget like just how old he really is yeah so i mean you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things you know in the in the nfc where it's just there's unknown there's proven that they can't do it and then there's you got to prove it to me more that you can do it. That's kind of how I how I see it. So I mean the the quarterback situations going into the draft this year I think are some of the more more fascinating situations we've seen in a while because we know what teams are locked and loaded. They don't need to worry about it. But I mean if you really if you really ask yourself the question and and you say I'm the GM of my football team how good do I feel about our quarterback situation? There's more GMs that don't feel good than there are that do feel good. Yeah. And I mean, if you're one of those GMs that doesn't feel good about it, you're doing your, your team and your fan base a disservice, not trying to do everything in your power to make a change to feel good about it. So we'll see. I think it's fascinating. Obviously the quarterbacks get the most headlines, uh, during the season and obviously during the draft because they really do affect the strategy for all teams involved. And so it's just going to make it really, really fascinating, especially as we continue to break down the draft and the draft strategies for these teams. So next week we get to get into mock draft mania. We get to pick our favorite. We get to pick the one we hate the most and absolutely rip it apart. And then we can kind of talk about what we see as being realistic as we then move forward towards our draft strategy show in two weeks. So now it's really going to be draft heavy these next, uh, these next what, three, four shows as we get ready for that round one, April 27th. So this is usually our, our favorite, uh, favorite segments of the year with these next couple of shows. So it's going to be good. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know Alex and Matt are as well. They love this shit. This is why we do it. Hopefully you guys listening enjoy the draft content that's coming up. But there's going to be more news. You know, there's ever-evolving stuff. Obviously the Lamar Jackson stuff. You know, the Aaron Rodgers trade. When is that going to happen? Is that going to be a uh, a trade that happens before the draft? Is that going to be a trade that happens draft night? Is that going to be a trade that happens after the draft? Who knows? Uh, the Jets don't seem to be in a rush. The Packers don't seem to know what it is they want or don't want. It's going to be fascinating, obviously, to see when it happens and how it goes down. So, as always, the NFL never sleeps. Sometimes I feel like that's us as well. So, for Matt and Alex and myself, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. If you're a baseball fan, 
Hope you enjoy opening day on Thursday as it is baseball season. We will see you next week.